All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Unstoppable. We have Charles Weinrab today, a.k.a. the handsome homebuyer, a.k.a. Captain Permit, a.k.a. Do it. I got nothing. El judío maravilloso. And what does it mean? The marvelous Jew. I love it. I love it. So uh, we got Charles on for a very uh, special reason today. He has built quite the brand on social media, man. Thank you. You, you kill it. You I kill appreciate it. it, bro. So it's so funny. Anybody I talk to these days, and it started off as um, the uh, the number one fix and flip investor, but now it's just straight up real estate investor, right? And it doesn't matter. You talk to somebody, and I go, uh, you know Charles Weinreb? They're like, no, I have no idea. Do you know the handsome homebuyer? They're like, oh, yeah, I know, the, I know handsome. So uh, you definitely uh, have made an impact on Long Island. A ton of people know you, and you've done it very well. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, and it's funny, when I first came out with the name, my girlfriend at the time was like, you, you're going to call yourself what? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to call myself the handsome homebuyer. She's like, you can't, what kind of a vain asshole calls himself the handsome homebuyer? People are going to get pissed. It's not going to work. And I'm like, it's going to work. I'm not that good looking, so I could pull it off. Like if I was super handsome, they'd be like, oh, that guy's a dick. But it's going to be real tongue in cheek and people are going to remember it. And now everybody just calls me handsome. That's so, it. So it's so funny. The first time I met Charles, right, we go to dinner and I'm like, I'm like, listen, man, I got to tell you. This guy's going to be a dude. I'm like, I'm like, I got to tell you. I'm like, I just assumed you were the biggest douchebag in the world. I was like, I just assumed. Like, the handsome, I forgot who, about that. Who the hell calls himself the handsome homebuyer? She was right. Right? And I was like, uh, as soon as I met him, I, I don't know. He's, he's kind of charming. I fell in love with the guy. He's, uh, he's kind of cool. It's mutual, man. Thank you. So uh, I want to talk to people, man. I want to talk to people about the podcast. I want to mm -hmm. talk about personal branding. I want to talk about social media. Um, we've had long conversations about it. Uh, I know you feel the same way I feel. Obviously, look at what you've done. Uh, you got to be on it. You got to be doing it. You got to be creating content. In fact, you're one of the big reasons that kind of like shoved us into serious with this whole thing. Um, we talked about it for a long time. We were always trying to make it perfect. What do we do? How do we do it? And you were just like, just start. Just do it. Just fucking start, right? Yeah. So like, how, how do you, what do you do advice out there, man? How do people get started? They just freaking do it, right? You know, as I've been doing this for a little bit, little while, and and and. It's not, it's not perfect. Like you said, you just start doing it. You don't jump in and have like this crazy elaborate setup, but you, although you guys were able to do that and it's absolutely amazing. My hat's off to you. But you know, things are always progressing. Things are always building. So don't think it has to be a perfect scenario. Don't think you have to have a crazy studio. All you really need is your phone, a microphone, really your phone. I mean, they have free, uh, free software online. It's a very, very easy thing to do. But I think the thing that's most important that people need to know is I started doing this because I thought it was going to be fun. Mm -hmm. I didn't say my, now, obviously, it turned to a branding thing. It's a little bit more calculated. I see the impacts. I can measure them and quantify them. But at the beginning, I was like, yo, you know what? That's cool. Nobody had a podcast two, three years ago in real estate around here. So I started doing that. Nobody was really making videos. So I started doing that. And then you really see how impactful it is. But first and foremost, you just have to be having a good time. Yeah, no, totally. And like for me, right, we, we started this thing. And I got to tell you, there's like, I don't care what the studio, the studio is awesome, right? Like we, we, we tried to do it up, but there's been so many hurdles with audio issues and production issues and this and that. And you know what? You just keep rolling. You just go through it. The, the big things I think people have to understand is speed trumps preparation every time, right? A, and quality of content is king. So if I'm putting out unbelievable material on my phone sitting, you know, in my backyard, Millions of people are going are gonna to listen to it. You could have the most elaborate setup. If you never get it out or if what you're pulling at, putting out isn't really giving value to people and educating, it's not going to have nearly the same impact. And you've spent 
tens of maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars on a setup and equipment. Yeah, for real. I mean, if we if we build out this whole studio and we don't bring people value, it was all for nothing, right? So we gotta we gotta talk about things that are, that are relevant, things that are that are interesting to people, things that will actually help people grow their business, right? And like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that uh, I think that the personal branding thing is key. Talk to me about all the benefits that it has when, when you walk into a room and people already know who you are because they saw your stuff, they know who you are. What does it do for you? See, the interesting thing is, again, I've been doing it just to have fun with it to kind of entertain myself. I don't really, I was never looking at who was listening to my podcast, how many people were, how many downloads. I still don't even look at that stuff. When I finally realized how impactful it was, there was, uh, Eric Braun had a party, Brewery 3, about two months ago. I was like the first kind of get together post COVID for the real estate world. And he's like a, a hot young mortgage broker, 25 years old, really crushing it, fresh, interesting dude. And his people are primarily 22 to 35. Nobody older that came, most of them were afraid they were gonna get COVID and they were like freaking out in their house. So that group of people came. And at that point I had just been working with Matt Visual for a year. When I first started working with Matt, I'm like, we're gonna do this. I just, I believe in it, but most importantly, we're gonna have a good time. So we started creating content Systematically, I, I upped the level of, of the quality of content that we were putting out every single week for a year. And we had a podcast at the beginning where we're like, this is what we're going to do. Let's document the ride. And then a year later, we kind of had a let's sit down and autopsy of the last year. I walked into that party. You would have thought I was a freaking celebrity, bro. Every kid in there, because obviously they live on social media, and they all kept saying the same thing to me. Bro, you blew up in the last year. You're huge. I want to do deals with you all over it. And the funny thing was last year I did less deals than I've done in the last few years before that because the market was so inflated. But because I was living in the public eye like that, people were – I was an instant celebrity. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it, like you said, it's, it's not like you were systematically going out there and trying to do it. It's not like you were – you had this big marketing campaign or budget behind you. You were just literally just talking to people like we are right yeah. now, recording it, putting it out there, and, and people see it and people eat it up. One, because – one, you're doing it, right? But two, you provide a lot of value, right? I mean, you do go out there and you really try to teach people. You share a lot of everything. You share everything. Pretty right? much everything. I mean, there's certain principles I think people need to understand. If you tell everybody what you're doing 150%, all it's going to do is help your business grow. If you're one of those people that thinks like, oh, if I share my secrets, like the old school way of thinking is keep a low profile, don't let anybody know what you're doing, don't share what you've learned or they're going to take it from you. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's actually 100% the opposite and I've been living that every single day. So A, put it all out there because at the end of the day, attention is what you need and there's really no more TV, there's no more radio, there's no more print ad, there's online, there's YouTube and you need attention. You need to be in front of people all the time so when an opportunity comes up, they think of you, right? The second thing is to, and it's really simple yet really complicated for people, be a good person, man. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a good person, like a genuinely good person who's out there trying to help people, you don't do it for this reason, but it comes back to you a millionfold, totally. a millionfold. Totally. It's funny because we're, we're totally the same way, right? So Devin and I have that conversation constantly where somebody comes to us for something that that we know or, or, or that we've learned along the way. We're, I mean, people, I've literally seen people where I ask them a question and you see them get uncomfortable because they don't want to tell you the answer. So take it's like, all right, man, thank you. I'll, I'll go find it somewhere else, you know, like, or whatever. Anybody asks us anything, and, and I'm telling you, anybody needs anything, anybody wants anything, call us because we, we're, we're an open book. 
We share everything. I mean, there's things that I bounce off you. Like I ask you questions about, hey, listen, I want to buy this house and I want to do this. Yeah. You know, what, what, you know, what is what is the criteria? What, what do you look for? Am, am I doing it right? Am I am I guessing it right? Where am I doing? Same thing goes for you. You've called me about commercial real estate and creating budgets and and I mean uh, and com- and construction budgets and you know what do you do? It. What are the numbers? Like we bounce shit off of each other all the time and without it, a doubt. And it's just an open book. It's like without a doubt. And we're all super interconnected. What it basically comes down to is this. None of us can get to where we need to go by ourselves. It's just not going to happen. I remember watching a, po- um, a vlog or like a podcast, like an interview session with uh, an investor and he builds houses. And the, one of the questions was, how much per square foot does it cost to build a house? And the guy's like, I can't tell you that because if I did, I wouldn't have a business. And I'm just thinking about it. Devin calls me yesterday, texts me yesterday, how much does it build a house? I'm like, yo, real starting price, 125 bucks a square foot, and then going up from there, depending on like your level of finishings and whatnot. Now, I do that because I love you guys and I'm happy to share the info, but let's just think about it from like a calculated business standpoint. If I'm a dick and don't tell him that, totally. I'm not sitting here. Who listens to this? What opportunity comes to me as a result? How does that propel my business, my life, my relationships going forward? 100%. 100%. It's, it's just ass backwards thinking and you were calling me we, we were talking about industrial space one time and we were talking about price per square foot we talked about you building some houses you were doing some sort of uh some multifamily townhouse type of thing right yeah you're going to do the construction yourself would i love to do the construction for you absolutely right but you're going to do it yourself you're going to figure it out so what do i do i'll tell you whatever you need to know right i want to help you i want to see you succeed because ultimately when you succeed we're going to grow up together right 100 i mean everything that you do we're going to be right there with you, you know, and vice versa. Like, I don't know. People just get so tight and so worried. And that's such a crazy mentality to me. It's insane. Plus the network is the network or a favor is way more valuable than, than money. So again, none of us can get anything done by ourselves. If you have an intense network of people that you have selflessly given to for an extended period of time, you've essentially made deposits. I'll say, so when you need something and you make a phone call and you need a piece of advice, or you need somebody's time, you have it. If you don't make those deposits selflessly, you don't and you're screwed. And that costs you a lot of money. That is literally the premise that Calta Interactive is built on, right? We have 50, 60 contributors at this point when we launch, right? Everybody we're working with, we're helping them promote themselves through this concept exactly. we're talking about personal branding get your voice out there and it doesn't have to be thought of in a personal branding way right these people are writing articles creating videos putting it on a Colca interactive profile and we're helping them push it out to social media in the hopes that everybody's network help grow that audience whatever everybody that sees each other whatever but we're doing it completely on the context or or the pretense that Eventually, we're not asking for anything in return. We don't want anything in return. We're not doing it so that people do things for us. We just know that if we do enough good for enough people, it's always going to come back. You are contributing to growing the overall ecosystem. Like We have talked about this before, but one of my biggest beefs is the commercial real estate industry on Long Island is just a shit show. Brokers, it's like an old school boys club of a couple hundred commercial brokers, but the overall majority, like maybe... 20 of them actually do deals. Nobody shares information and it's just a nightmare. And I had an idea. I'm like, let's get everybody together. Let's put everything on the MLS or invent something else. Let's share information because ultimately all you guys are going to make a lot more money. Because if I'm a spec builder and I'm trying to like, we flip houses at great volume. If I can't get on the computer and figure out, okay, this is worth here. Somebody calls me the house in Montauk, Elmont, wherever it is within five minutes, I know what it's worth. If I'm looking to spec out office or retail or industrial or whatever, and all these guys are hoarding their little bit of information. 
I'm not going to build it because I don't feel comfortable. They don't get listings. They don't have people to put in them and rent them if I have it and somebody else has the listing. It just completely cannibalizes what they're looking to do. I totally agree, man. And like, and these old, listen, I don't, I, there's a lot of guys that we work with that have been in this business for a very long time, right? But in general, you're right with this old school mentality. These guys just, they, they just do it in a different way. They don't understand collaboration as much as... Like don't get nervous, bro. Don't get nervous, bro. Don't no, I'm videoing you. So they don't understand collaboration as much as I feel the younger generation, right? Us, like us together. There's a few. There's Are a few we younger? Like, Are we still young? I don't know. I mean, I still consider myself young. I hope I'm still young. You're older than I am, so. Fuck. A few more years, you're not going to be the young guy anymore. I don't think I'm the young guy at all. Yeah. Well, you surround yourself with guys that are younger than us, right? Yeah, I, I like that for a couple different reasons. A, an interesting things happened lately. So. I'm 40, but I was always a late bloomer, so I feel like I'm really 28 years old, or maybe 25 years old. But most of like my my peers of my age that are 35, 40, whatever, I hear them saying, you know, I'm just trying to maintain. Like they're not looking to yeah. to pedal to the metal. It. That's not. Where, I mean, I love them, but that's not where I want to be. Totally. I want to be with the kids that are fired up on the cutting edge of technology, ideas, etc. That's why I run with. A, I love them. They're great people. But that's why I run with like the Dan O'Neills of the world, the Eric Brons of the world. These guys are 25, 24, 26 and fired up. Yeah, and killing it, right? Yeah. And, and have the same mentality, right? Yes. They're, they're out there. They're doing stuff on social. You know, I don't even have a relationship with those guys, but I see them, right? I yeah. see them out there. I'm doing things. Uh, love to have a relationship with those guys because they are doing big things. So I'm going uh, to reach out to you guys. But, um, but either way, like I just had a conversation this morning, right, where – the old guys, and, and listen, I love them, right? But they're, they're old. They have their ways. <laughs> they have their people, right? They, they have their relationships. Yeah. They have their resources, and they're kind of stuck in their ways. So for me to try to enter that world and try to start convincing them that I'm a valuable resource for them is way harder than the guys that are coming up and trying to figure it out. And those guys yeah. coming up, figuring it out, are doing things, right? It's not yeah. like we're not doing Everyone's doing things. Everyone has their piece of the pie. Everyone's got their hands in different deals, different different projects, different properties. And we're valuable resources to each other. We don't we don't need that, right? And in five years, 10 years, those guys are going to be gone. Yeah, They're retired. They're gone. They're doing their thing. They're out of here. And who's going to be left? It's going to be all our young – when I say younger, right? Well, younger guys, right? Yeah. Quote, unquote, Charles. Uh, younger guys that are looking out for each other, right? So, yeah. like, we have a whole future together, so I totally agree with the mentality. I want all the guys younger than 40 to be in here and kind of just be on our side. That's what we want, be friends with all those guys because those are the guys of the future. You know, at the end of the day, everything is always the same, meaning every generation, things change. Technology, now it changes quicker, obviously, because the level of technology is way different than our parents or our grandparents. But... Things change. You're going to be be one of those people in business or in life who embraces the change and runs with it and stays relevant, or you don't and you fight it and you just get left behind. The simple fact of the matter is this. If you are in any business, let's talk real estate because that's what we do, but any business, if you're in real estate, if you are not fully embracing social media, your phone, creating content and getting attention via TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, you know, the, all the lives, you are going to be a dinosaur very fast. And all COVID did was accelerate things that were already going extinct, like bad retail, the way people communicate and interact. It doesn't matter. Like, listen, I don't like that I don't see kids running around playing outside because that's what I did. But 
it doesn't it doesn't matter, bro. It doesn't matter because kids don't give a shit. Totally. This is their world. They grew up with this thing, and that's what it's gonna be. So and either if you're gonna, if you want their attention, either you're gonna be there or you're not gonna get it. It's funny. Two things I'm gonna say about that. One is my kids, one, four, seven, right? All got great fucking hair, bro. They're, they're All great. of them. They're killing. They're handsome. They're kill- they're, they look like their mom. They're way better. You than got women. you got lucky though. Yeah. Because yeah. now you don't like they're guys. You send them out there, you're good. That's it. They're good. My my middle guy, the two young ones, but my middle guy, these bright blue eyes. The guy's gonna kill it. He's gonna kill it. But they're they're on their iPad, right? And I get other people saying like. You know, do you limit their time on the iPad? Do they? Yeah, listen, I try. Luckily, my kids love sports, right? So I don't have to really get on their case. They're outside. They're playing football. They're playing hockey. They're playing baseball all day. But at the end of the day, like, why? We're on our freaking phones all day long. Like, there's nowhere I go that I don't have my phone on me. What's the, what's the difference? Does like, your wife ever look at you like get off that goddamn oh, phone? Constantly. I mean, I'm never not on my phone. I don't. First of all, I work all day long, right? I work from like six in the morning till I get home at like six thirty at night. I eat dinner after the family eats dinner. I put the kids to bed and like I'm, I'm on that phone the whole time and a few nights a week I'm back out to work, you know, like so she just can't stand me but that's all. You must have a very understanding wife. She must get the vision. Yeah, yeah, she gets it. Listen, she supported me through a lot of shit, right? But, uh, but she definitely, there's definitely their moments. There's definitely some pressure where it's like, you know, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of work, but she's good. She's great. Yeah, she's and that's the thing. Like, I met a, I met like a realtor. In, I didn't even know what he was. He hit me up on Instagram uh, a couple of days last week, and he's like, "Yeah, can I meet you? We're gonna go to the empanada place in in Bayshore. I'll buy you an empanada. I want to talk to you." I was like, "All right, cool." So we sat down on the curb for 45 minutes, and he's telling me he wants to do this, this, and that. And I'm like, "What do you really want to do? You want to be a realtor? Do you want to sell a million houses a year? Like, what do you want to do? Pick a lane. You got to pick a lane." So he tells me about picking the lane. He's gonna be a realtor. And I'm, he's like, I'm doing work. I'm doing this. I'm like, take me through your entire day. What time did you wake up? What did you do from the moment you wake up? What time did you go to sleep? Take me through the whole day. And at the end of that, I'm like, listen, bro, I'm going to tell you what it is. You're all over the place and you ain't putting in the work. It's that simple. So if you want to be very successful and you want to set up and you want to build a personal brand, you want to build a personal business, you got to be willing to freaking do what you do. You got to be willing to have your wife hate your guts because you are grinding it out for at least a certain period of time. Yeah, you got it. There's just not there's just not enough time in the day, right? Like if you don't do it, the the guy next to you who who who's right next to you who's, who's doing the thing, they're working long freaking hours, right? So if you're not willing to put in that 12, 14, 16 hour day or screw that, it has nothing to do with the time. It's just doing whatever it takes, right? Like I'm not going to miss a deadline. I'm not going to miss if I have a meeting next week that I have to prepare for and it it turns into me doing four o'clock in the morning type nights. Like I'm just not going to go to that meeting unprepared. I just, I wouldn't even know what it looks like to try to go to that meeting unprepared. So I just, I do whatever it takes. If it means going back to the office, if it means staying up till four o'clock in the morning, if it means no sleep at all, like, I don't know. I just, that's just the way it is. I, I can't even think about it any other way. So on, on the front of, you know, building a personal brand and just the overall marketing and online, because I know that's like, you real, you like, you like, let's, let's, let's beat it around. I want to know about it. I want to hear about it. I think what people need to know from the jump is you need a plan. You can't just go and do anything without a plan. You have to understand. So let's say, all right, so sales and marketing is the most important part, in my opinion, of a business. Because if you don't have sales and you don't have marketing, you're not bringing in opportunity, you don't have to worry about logistics and operations and anything. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. No matter what business you're in, you're in the business of sales and marketing. Without a doubt. Everybody sells, bro. I remember when I was a kid, I read this article and it was everybody sells. And they were talking about a basketball team about how they're always wearing the jerseys or this or that. Even though they're not speaking, those guys are always pushing the brand 24-7. And that's what it's about. You have to understand that you're going to need patience with this. It takes a while to develop. 
this kind of thing. But you have to sit down and say, okay, I can't do everything perfectly from the beginning. It's a process. And that's another thing. People have to be attached to the process, not the outcome. They have to like it. I like it. I know you like it. Going through the motions, overcoming, accomplishing, getting kicked in the nuts, having to come back again. That's like, it's about the ride. You know, at this point, once you have a certain amount of money that you know you're not going to starve, I mean, how many cars do you need? How many vacations do you need? How much fancy shit do you need? If that's why you're doing it, you're not going to be successful at it. And if there's like an end game where you feel like at the end, like, you know, you want to retire by your by the time you're 40 because you it never, never want to work bro. again. Yeah, like, it never it's, just, it's just there is no, there is no retirement. Like, you just got to keep going. You got to constantly be getting better, never be satisfied. And uh, I'm totally with Get perfection and throw it right out the window, right? Because no. nothing's perfect, and if you wait for perfect in anything— Paralysis by analysis. Uh, yeah, I don't care if it's the perfect podcast. I don't care if it's the perfect hire. I don't care if it's the perfect logo, the perfect website, the perfect— pro- Whatever it is, take perfect and throw it out the window because it's totally a process and it's totally a building thing. Everything is just about getting better than you were the day before getting better than it was a month ago. And everything, as long as you keep getting better and keep getting better and keep getting better, those betters will compound over time and get you to where you want to be. But the getting rich quick or figuring it out overnight thing, it's just never going to happen. You really got to know yourself too, bro. You got to know like what kind of person you are and what you really need. Like the first thing I said to this guy is I was like, listen, forget about you being a real estate investor or this or that, the other thing. Forget all about all that shit for a minute. What do you want your life to look like? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, how much money is enough? How much time do you want to work? How much do you want to have kids? Do you have kids? How much time do you want to spend with them? What do you want your life to look like? And from that point on, you can kind of reverse engineer your career around that. Because if you are looking to, if you're cool making 200 grand a year and you want to be at every baseball game and you want to hang out with your grandkids or whatever it is, you want to work 30 hours a week, you're not going to run around and try to flip 100 houses. It ain't going to happen. But you know what? It's, it, it matters what's most important, right? Because there's always a way to engineer the things that are most important to you. I just said, I work 12, minimum 12, sometimes 15, 16 hour days, literally. And I'm not kidding. 6.30 to 6.30, go home for dinner, come back at night. And, that, and it's not even an exaggeration. But I promise myself, I'm not going to miss my kids' sports games, right? I, like That's the one thing that... I, I coach everything I possibly can. I coach baseball. I coach really? hockey. I coach soccer. Really? I coach it all, right? Saturday mornings, that's for my kids. I, I play, I, I'm always at the baseball field. I'm always at the soccer field. Sunday morning sometimes, legit, we, I have to cover somebody on a job site. I'll be at the job site at 6.30 in the morning to open it up. But Devin knows or somebody knows or whatever, they got to be there by 9.30. I'll take the morning shift so someone can sleep in. I have no problem, but you got to be there at 9.30 because I got a game. I got this. And I make sure that I keep that time available. I might miss dinners, right? I might miss dinners. I might not be there all the time for homework and maybe going to bed. You know, I'm not reading the bedtime story every night, although I do put them to bed most nights, right? I'll work around it, right? That's why there's no sleep. I go back out. You have no idea how many people look at me like I'm crazy when I say they want to meet tonight. Do you want to meet for dinner? You want to meet for this? I'm like, I'm not available for dinner, but do you want to meet at 9 o'clock? Like 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm game to work all night. But I just got to put my kids to bed first, right? And that works for me. That works for me, you know? And it doesn't always work. And some people can't work around that schedule. But I've made it a point to make sure I do those things. So you, there is a way to engineer it. But if you're going to do one thing, you got to miss something else. I just choose 
lack of sleep. There's, there's give and take, man. And there's yeah. no like manual for any of this stuff. Um, so like we were talking about before, you, you need a plan. So we now know sales and marketing are number one. Don't worry about how you're going to get it done. For me, I never worried about, I never worried about how I was going to get something done. Like I've gotten into really big development type of scenarios, having no idea what the hell I was doing. But I'm like, listen, if we don't get the deal, then we don't need to worry about how to figure it out. Only when we get the deal, we're going to figure it out. You do a certain level of education. So, you know, you're not going to get in trouble and then you just got to do it. So with marketing and branding, you figure it out. You're like, okay, what are the different bucket buckets? You have everything online. Okay, you have YouTube. You're putting out content there. You have podcasts. You have all the different social media platforms. You have traditional forms of advertising. You have networking. You have all these different things. And you lay them out, and you start to say, all right, how much money do I have to invest in marketing for my business? It could be zero. It could be a million. It could be anything in between. How am I going to you know, allot that? What money am I going to put in what buckets and in what consistency? And then you have to quantify it. I think a lot of people don't do that. They put money into stuff and they don't pay attention if it's converting or not. And they just keep wasting money. You have to be constantly working on it saying, all right, this is working. That is working. This isn't working. Let me change this. It's like a never ending process. But what I will say, building a personal brand has definitely been the most powerful thing that I have done. My original, you know, you know, I do anywhere from 70 to 110 houses a year plus commercial development. So the overall majority of my business, when I quantify that, is heavily relationship-based. Before I was really big into the whole social media thing, it was just that's who I was. I would network a lot. I would talk to people. I, I get along with people really well. It works. I always do the right thing. I make sure everybody's making money. I selflessly give time, energy, and advice to people. And that's how it started. But when you, when you add social media to that, it's like the best steroid ever. Yeah. Because now you get to be now you get to selflessly help people through videos and content creation that lives on forever and has a global reach. And you're helping people in a way that you, you don't even it, it's bigger than you even know, right? It's touching people that you can't even it, people that you've never met before are consuming this content and quite frankly could be changing their lives, right? Bro, I'm at this party and this kid comes up to me. I don't know him. He's 24 years old. He's like, yo, I was working at Amazon, bro. I was delivering or I was, no, he was working. I was working in the warehouse and I was loading up boxes and I listened to every one of your podcasts and I just got my real estate license and I just did my first deal. I want to thank you for that because I would never do I mean, that otherwise. What is that feeling? Bro, who like, am I? I'm a freaking kid that barely made it out of high school. You know what I'm saying? It's like you get to impact people's lives. It's pretty awesome. And, it, and the, the power behind it, right? So somebody, I had lunch with somebody yesterday who is very impressive, right? Very impressive kid. 24 years old, um, about to do, he did a lot of fix and flip stuff. In fact, I'm not going to mention his name, but I'll talk to you about him later because he does know you at his office a few weeks ago. But um, doing his first deal and um, just an impressive kid. And he, and he asked me about branding and marketing and this. And, and he asked the question, what was more important? Um, you know, like, like a good design, good website, good PR or social media. And I looked and I, and I said, that's just, I don't, I don't think I can even answer the question, right? I think that, I think that one, they all work together, yeah. right? But two, it's all about the distribution of it, right? And social media is just... The consistency of it, it, too. And like it's so essential, right? Like That's where the eyes and the ears of everyone are. Yeah. So where else are you going to put it out? You're going to put it out in an old email and like just let it fall through the cracks or, or in, in print? Okay, great. There's, there's a place for it. There's a place for print and TV. And I don't, I don't preach that it's dead. But social media, man, 
every single person. You ever go to a doctor's office? The room could be filled with 20 people, and everyone's got their, their nose in their phone. It's right? everywhere you go. It's everywhere. It doesn't you go to restaurants, people are having dinner. You have husband and wife. They don't speak to each other. They're looking at their phone. Literally. You look at any table, and there's people on the phone. They're all looking at each other, and you just you got to be there. But the biggest thing is, and this is why you know they say it, it takes 10,000 hours to be great at something. You ever heard that expression? No, but no. Uh-huh. So it takes 10,000 hours to be great at something, right? This was uh, a philosophy. And it's not that in this country or in this world there's a shortage of brilliant people. It's that they stop at our 3,000 or 8,000 or or 995. Consistency and persistence is key with this stuff. You can't put out one video and expect your life to change. You have to put out video after video after video, day after day after day, year after year, and then you'll start to see the impact you of gotta, it. You got to believe in the process. You yeah. believe in the process. And let's, the other thing that, that people don't really understand, and I know you understand this because we've had these conversations, is it's not necessarily about the end game and feeling the marketing, quote unquote, marketing impact. There's so much value in the process and the journey. Bringing people in here to have conversations with them, people that I wouldn't necessarily otherwise have a conversation with or even a relationship with, but you bring them in to have this conversation, this level one-on-one, you could use it as a, as a networking tool as well. And there's going to be so much value in those relationships that you build just by having our conversation, you and I yeah. and what we're doing. Like people can use it in that manner. So it's not even about do it for five years and then you'll feel the impact. You know how many people you're going to meet in those five years that you're doing it? You know how many people will meet you because you have a podcast and they think it's cool and they want to do it? 100%. Awesome. Like I call a brand the people like um, Stephen Dub from Beachwood. I would never have had the opportunity to meet him. Cool. I emailed him like, bro, I got a podcast. You want to come on? He was the nicest guy. I can't believe he did it. He said, yeah. Within two minutes of the podcast, I'm like, bro, you're the most handsome man I've ever seen. I'd jump over this counter and like, you know, maul you if I was a girl. And he's like, what the hell did I just get myself into? But I got to sit there with him selfishly for 45 minutes and just beat stuff around. And I got to know him. He got to know me. There's collaboration there. I hope he left a better person. And I know that he left and I was a better person. Not only do you learn, you're learning, right? He might be learning something maybe, right? We're teaching people shit. And then more importantly, you have a relationship there, right? Now, now you can pick up the phone and now, now you have a friend out of it. It's like you, you have somebody that you can rely on. Game changer. I, lo- I was looking at, I would say maybe two months ago, I was looking at a deal to build 35 townhouses. I'm like, ah, I'm a little hazy on the construction cost of this. I shot him an email. Yo, do you mind if, uh, you know, talking about it? Hit me right back. I think he was like out in Amagansett on the weekend. He'll hit me back, spend a half an hour with me going over that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's invaluable. Dude, you can't even yeah. game change. Forget about all the people that see you in three years, you know, year three, because you got you've been doing this for so long and you've built a brand. To have that kind of stuff at your disposable, crazy. I mean, yeah, disposable. Did I say disposable? It doesn't. I, disposable. I got the point. Good. Thank I, you. I think everybody else did. But yeah, man, I uh, <laughs> totally. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm all in on it. I think that I think that everybody should have some. And full disclosure, right? For two years, Devin and I kicked this around, right? We even tried the podcast thing. We had this podcast on the rise two, maybe three years ago where we actually did this. And we did a hand, and this is the problem with consistency. We did a handful of episodes. It went well. It was a lot of work. I didn't have the process down and it just kind of fell off, right? Yeah. You got to be all in and you got to keep doing it. And that's why don't make it so complex. Don't make it into something that's such an undertaking that you can't do it. Like you said before, take out your phone, start creating a podcast, interviewing someone, do it on Zoom, you know, record your screen, 
do whatever you have to do to just start it. Yeah. Because once it gets going, it's going to constantly be better. We built out this huge studio. The first couple episodes, full disclosure, you guys will look. I mean, the audio was not great, right? We have to make it better. So now we, we, we invest in new mics. We get these new things. We, we, we just constantly will cr- continue to make it better. Yeah. But the most important part is just getting started and with, just, and just start doing it. And just with, start doing it. Without a doubt, man. And listen, there's like, I guess we should, I made a video actually not that long ago. I don't know if you saw it. Um, tips on creating a personal brand on the cheap. Okay. So I made a video basically about how you have no excuses. For little to no money, you can do all these things and start to, to build a personal brand. Again, you need to be on every social media platform. I don't care if kids are dancing around on TikTok. I don't know TikTok that well. I sit there and watch YouTube videos and try to figure it out. Within like a year, you're going to see me dancing freaking salsa on TikTok with like 40 million views just because I like the, the process of understanding that stuff. But you need to be on all the different social media platforms. Then you have to think to yourself, okay, you have to be posting at least, I mean, at the very, very least, once, twice a day per platform. I mean, at a minimum. You really need to be posting 20, 30, 40, 50 each. How many times a day do you post? Bro, I probably, like, let's say Instagram, for example. I'll probably put up two to three posts a day, and I'll probably put up a dozen stories at a minimum. So you're talking about anywhere from 12 to 30 pieces of content on Instagram alone. Okay. That that was something that's been debated and kicked back and forth around, and I and I'm I'm with you. I think I think the more the better, right? And I'm not saying bullshit. Don't just put out bullshit. No, none of it, it is bullshit. Yeah, no. you can't just put out bullshit. But you got to put out things that that are always of value and always of you know whatever. It, it, it's got to align with everything that you're trying to accomplish. But be out there. The more the better. You have to objectively look at your feed and say, is this something interesting that people would like to to see? But you really have to be having fun with it. I have fun with it, so I just put it out, and, and people, I get feedback, people like it, whatever. I, I do it for me. I understand what the byproducts of it are, but I put all that content out, and I don't feel like I'm putting out nearly enough. Yeah. I uh, want to like live, I want to haunt people's dreams. You haunt my dreams, man. <laughs> I, I wake up in the middle of the night, and I just see Charles Fletcher. Oh, handsome, handsome. <laughs> so the other question I have is, a lot of people have a misconception on the amount of time it takes necessary. Now, it takes a lot of time. It takes some effort. And I'm not saying you're going to take out your phone for five hours a week and all of a sudden, you, you know, you're done. You're, you're, you know, you have everything you need. But how much time would you say you allot to actually doing your, building this brand and, and actually marketing yourself on social media? So again, I, I'm a workaholic like you, so I work 24-7. But when you, when you get into the rhythm of the social media thing, the biggest people's biggest issues, very simply, you've heard a lot of people say this, but it's really the truth is, and this gentleman this morning confirmed that, is they're afraid of judgment. So once you get over that hurdle, which is a really hard, tough yeah. hurdle, once you get over that hurdle, it's, I mean, you just, it's off to the races. Yeah, I've been there, man. I, I totally get the judgment thing. Yeah, a, I, a lot of people are. I mean, I don't know if that, that was ever anything you dealt with, but no. I know that that even putting out the, the cover right, that we put out with my black and white face. Bro, we, f- we fought about this in your office for a while. Yeah. Just it's the whole concept of doing this and whatnot. Yeah, but uh, you know, it, it's a tough thing. But once you get over it and like, once you realize like, no one really gives a fuck, like honestly, like no one's going to really judge you that hard. Like you're doing it and they're not. So if they are judging you, screw Who them. Who fucking yeah. cares? Yeah. So this is the way I structure it now. And I'm going to, you know, this isn't enough for me. So I started off with Matt, our visual, he comes in, awesome job. He'll come in one day a week, let's say on a Friday, and he'll be with me from 8.30 or 9 o'clock to like 12. So he's in there for three, four hours. We're organized. 
We shoot a podcast, hour long. We go out and shoot a vlog. We shoot two to three what I call nuggets, which is like 30 to 120 seconds of me doing like a very quick lesson about something or speaking about something inspirational or something I feel resonates with people. And then he'll give me a promotional clip for the podcast, thumbnail pictures for the podcast, and the vlog. So we get about 10 pieces of real quality content out of him for that. So he, he sets that up to be put out on YouTube. I, um, I post the stuff on Instagram. And then I fill in the gaps with the stuff that goes on in my daily life, which happens to be cool. Like I'm out there running around dealing with like houses filled with garbage and cat pee and like I meet cool people. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's cool and it's a lot easier. But it's, once you get re- used to just living with your phone in your hands and constantly recording stuff, it's like it becomes an extension of your arm. And it's not that involved. Yeah, especially like I mean, it doesn't like it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Now the stuff that you guys do with Maddie, right? I mean, Maddie's fucking great, right? You guys put out some really good content. He is great. He does a great job. The, the graphics look great. He's just a creative dude. I met with him. He's he's awesome. So you guys do a really good job with that. But it's no different for anybody else that might not have that quality, right? You put out. For us, right? We do this. So you and I will kick it back and forth, and I don't know. We might be talking for 20, 30, 40. I have no idea how long we've been talking for so far, but we'll talk about this, and then what we'll do is we'll chop that thing up, right? So we'll chop this up into little bits of micro content, right? And along the way, we'll have some other stuff, and we'll post some other things along the way because we'll fill in with some – I'll fill in with some articles that I write and things like that. But this 40-minute conversation will be a 40-minute conversation. It could be some – pictures it could be some smaller bits of content because we might say one or two things that are chopped up into those things and it becomes 10 12 15 pieces of content all in itself yep and you just got to be you got to you got to have the creativity to keep reusing it and it doesn't become all that hard to start marketing yourself yeah and and when people are like oh you know i see you running around it's a lot of work you're like you know shit it's a lot of work bro you want to be successful it's fucking work it's that simple this like get rich quick thing whatever listen if you want to make X amount of dollars a year and have a lot of time, there's nothing wrong with that. But don't come to me and complain that you're not where you want to be in your career because I'm going to sit down with you like that gentleman this morning and say, bro, you're not doing what it takes. Yeah, 100%. 100%. There could be a method to the madness and there could be easier ways to, to streamline the workflow. At the end of the day, work is work, right? Like you got you to be willing to put the work in and put the time in. And in the beginning, it's going to be you creating the podcast, you dealing with all the bullshit data of uploading and downloading and doing this and probably doing the editing and this. But once you start doing it and you start seeing a return from it, you'll have more money to invest in those things and bring on other people to do certain parts of it. But it's just a matter of getting started and, and, and doing it and not, not trying to make it into such a mountain of perfection that it blocks you from, from getting going. You also have to reinvest in your business. Some people are like, oh, I don't have the money. It was like, bro, listen, if we sit down over the course of a week and we look at all the worthless crap that you buy and all the stuff you spend time doing that you shouldn't be doing, you definitely have the time and you definitely have the money. It's just, do you want it? Yeah. It's, it's that simple. And start somewhere that's going to make you more money so you can reinvest into those things to make it easier. Bring in a Maddie, right? In the beginning... Day one, did you have Maddie? No, I didn't have a Maddie. I was no. running around on my phone. I had no idea what I was doing. I started a podcast in a roach-infested basement office in Levittown. All it was was audio, no video. And then finally I got to the point. I'm like, yo, we're like making a couple bucks. Let's invest in bringing somebody in. And now I'm at the point where like I want a staffer full-time following me around five days a week, creating all kinds of content for me. And then it'll be a point where 
my ultimate goal is to build a media company within what we do to promote everything that we do. Yeah. So you have somebody in there that's, you know, that's doing HR, that's reaching out to people. You have somebody that's creating content. You have people that are posting things. You have copywriter type people. You have these people helping you. You're always the creative brain, but you're able to delegate some of this stuff to, to, to put out more content. And I, and I, and I, I believe that, and it's funny you just said that, that have a media company within it. I believe every single company on earth today, I don't care if you are a small little deli or you are Coca-Cola, every single company on earth today is somewhat of a media company. Oh, here's a really big point we got to touch on, bro. I hear this every day. I know you hear this every day. Yo, I really need to do more social media. I'm going to hire somebody to do it. I'm going to tell you right now, dude. If you are not doing your own social media, it is not going to work. You can't hire somebody to like post pictures. It is not going to work. People want to feel like they know you, and social media is an extension of who you are. If you are not doing it every minute, it is not going to resonate with people and is not going to work. And people read through it, right? People, people see that shit. You know what I mean? People understand that. You know, you hired some company that, quite frankly, outsourced it to somewhere probably that just doesn't understand who you are and what you do and what you stand for. People see through that. Like, I've even seen marketing companies, companies that actually promote themselves as marketing and branding companies. And you could tell they have these cookie cutter social media platforms. Like, you could just see it, right? It's just, it's cookie cutter. It's a stock image. And listen, there's nothing wrong with stock imagery if, if it works for who you are and what you're talking about and gets your point across, right? But they have these stock images all day. That's what fills up their Instagram feed. You, you gotta have something that just kind of is you, right? That resonates with you. And we were even specific with, we kept Kolka separate from Kolka Interactive, right? Because we knew Kolka Interactive was going to be somewhat media-ish. And Kolka is still a construction company. And we still have a, a culture here. We have people here. We have, we, have, we have staff that's like family. And we wanted that to be who we were. We wanted that. We have a barbecue outside. We want pictures of it. We want videos of it. We go and do something. We do a new project. We do whatever. We want pictures of that on Kolka. And Kolka Interactive is separate. You have to kind of create these personalities. And it's not even creating. You have to document those personalities, right? You just have to put it out there for people and it has to be a true extension of the company or of yourself, right? And and create that personality online so that people understand who they're dealing with. If you go generic and outsource it, you're never going to get it. You're never going to capture it. And the good news for people is this. It's like it has never been easier. It has never been less expensive to reach millions of people. To start, it's never been easier to start a business. It's never been easier to impact people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, anybody can have a business, right? That's a whole other conversation. It's that, but it's it's that technology has made it that way. Yeah. You know, when you and I were twenty years ago, it, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. No, it's uh, it, it really isn't. And people create their own social media, right? People, people, people post pictures of everything you do all day long, and it's no different, right? People take these pictures of themselves uh, with their kids having breakfast, and then you know, uh, you know what you ate that day, and where you took a crap, quite frankly. Like people do all this stuff, and like all day long on social media, and then get like a mental block when it comes to like doing it for business. And it's really no different, right? It's it's really documenting all those things, and 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 getting that out and sharing it with people. And I don't know, it's uh, there's a lot of power behind it. It's just it's just a mindset thing. So I mean, I think. We, what I would like to tell people is get out there and do it right freaking now. 
What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? Make sure you have, like I said to the shell this morning, you need a TikTok account, you need a LinkedIn account, you need an Instagram account, you need a Facebook account, right? You have to understand that when you post on these things, and don't overthink it, think about what mindset people are in when they're looking at that. When you're looking at LinkedIn, you have more professional people that are in a more professional mindset than on TikTok when they're like, you know, dancing. So just make sure that you cater to that a little bit. Everybody needs to start a podcast. Talk about whatever the hell it is that you like or just talk to interesting people. Talk about it. I just I started using uh, StreamYard. StreamYard, you know what StreamYard is? It's mm-hmm. like Zoom on steroids, but better. It's what we did the uh, real estate revolution oh, on. Cool, cool, yeah. So super inexpensive. It's like a couple hundred bucks for the year, and you can put banners on it, and you can basically do a, a virtual podcast with somebody anywhere. Jump on something like that, chop it up with people, just put it out there, put it on YouTube. None of this stuff is super complicated. You don't need a matter of visual per se. You don't need to spend tons of time editing and doing all this stuff. Just get started. But that's really like the basics of it, and that will have a huge impact in itself. Love it, man. Love it. So listen, thank you very much for talking about this. Real quick, let's touch on uh, what's the future of Handsome Homebuyer. Where are you heading? What are you World doing? domination, bro. World you're, domination. You're killing it, right? I mean, we got, we got commercial deals going on. You got everything going on. A lot of stuff going on, man. I mean, we're, we're still doing a ton of flips. I'm actually building out that just because we're, we're like on the bottom of the upswing of you know, the economic cycle where I see you could take advantage of it. So I'm kind of parlaying the flips because I'm really good at it and I want to kind of build that out and really make it a crazy machine, bringing in a couple hundred deals a year as I'm waiting on these really big commercial deals to hit because as you know better than anybody being in this business, it takes forever for yeah. this stuff, like forever. And then ultimately, I'm going to parlay those big development deals into uh, private equity. Because and that's my shtick. My my talent, in my opinion, is I can raise money very well, and I can see like untapped potential and value in things, regardless of what they are. And I know I understand the process that I need to put the right players involved to carry take the ball at that point. But I'll put them. I'll, I'll put the team together. Yeah, yeah. We're on a very uh, we're on a similar track, man. I, I love what you're doing. Those commercial deals take forever, and just when you're into it for two, three years, the smallest little word can can just fall the whole thing apart right it's just like it's amazing what what uh but that's the nature of the business right you just keep going you keep on trucking and um you know i love it i love it i don't even care when when we do a deal and we're into it for six months and and something happens i still love it i don't know i don't even know how to explain it like the failure to me just like and i don't even want to call it failure the experience to me just motivates us that much more and just keeps us going and just love the process man if you stick with it there's so much, uh, so much good that can come out of this business. I love it. 100%. Well, dude, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Love Always you. talking to you. Appreciate could you probably, having me. Could probably talk to you for three hours, but... Uh, There'll but, be other times. All right, cool. I'll do it again. Love Thanks, it. Man. Thank you. Really appreciate it. All right. Later.